Hey guys, welcome back to Brentwood Barbell Radio. Uh, today, we're gonna talk about a pretty quick topic. Um, we're gonna talk about um, strategies or ways to manage uh, energy or food intake. Um, how's it going, Alex? Good, just got back from vacation. <sighs> yeah, uh, what part of Florida? I was uh, Panama City, Destin area. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, we did Destin. Gosh, it's been maybe uh, three or four years ago now. Uh, that's yeah. a cool area. Uh, last year, uh, we went to Tampa. Um, uh, uh, we had a gymnastics meet, and yeah. uh, we were there. Uh, that's a cool area too. Yeah, um, that's whenever you drove through the uh, snowstorm, right? <laughs> yeah, we yeah we pretty much so our flight was canceled, and so I was like, well, let's drive. And the trajectory of the storm was pretty much such that we followed the, like all the way to Atlanta. Like I basically was like in the eye of the storm until Atlanta. Uh, it was, I was like white knuckled for, I don't <laughs> well, that's know, why, like 10 hours. It was insane, man. I was like in four high in the truck all the way to Atlanta. Like, I don't even know, probably like six miles a gallon. I don't even know what we were getting, but, um, there were cars like on the side of the road. It was, it was wild. Oh man. Um, but uh yeah that that's uh that was a cool area i really liked it uh destin was cool too there there was like uh there was a ton of like people though like it was so packed packed um you know because we were like we stayed in destin i think but then like a lot of the stuff is in west destin or maybe i have Mm -hmm. that backwards but anyways it was like they're like a mile apart or something right two miles maybe but uh like to get from one to the next was like a 45 minute drive <laughs> it's oh yeah like it's like la traffic <laughs> yeah it was because there's only that one high is a highway 30 or yeah whatever yeah. it is but it's like the one road mm-hmm. you know and everybody's on that road so uh, well that's cool uh nobody got eaten by a shark no we saw some though <laughs> did you really yeah no saw that kidding some dude caught a tiger shark in there um we went deep sea fishing Shark ate the lines. Um, almost caught a dolphin. <laughs> wow! I ca- caught a red snapper. And I'm reeling it up real fast, and you can just see the dolphin just headed right towards it. Bit the hook, starts pulling it, and I'm like thinking, "Oh, I got something big." And the guy goes, "He goes, no, let that go." He's like, "You cannot catch a dolphin." <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure like, those are protected. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Florida is like. It might be like the highest shark population. It's like there's There's a a tremendous amount of sharks. We saw a lot. I mean, even just from our balcony at the resort, just looking down into the water that we're about to go in. Oof. Yeah. And that morning, there's like four to six of them swimming out there. And Uh, (laughs) oh, hard pass. (laughs) It's like you're kind of relaxing in there and you're kind of looking over your shoulder, too. Oh, my gosh, man. Um, It was fun, though. Yeah, that's like my second worst nightmare. Worst nightmare being uh, mauled by a bear. <laughs> bear. <laughs> uh, gosh, man, I think a bear would be worse. So, okay, so would you rather? <laughs> would you rather like come in like face-to-face contact with a grizzly or like be staring down the nose of a great white? I mean, honestly, I feel like the great white at least is going to, they're going to get you quick and you're going to be done. Nine times yeah, out right? of ten. Like, I feel like if he is hungry and is going to take a bite out of you, he'll just like probably take a bite and leave. Yeah. Right. Cause he's going to realize you taste like crap. Right. Um, whereas the bear is like going to take it personal that you're like, yeah. 
in his way, right? <laughs> like he's not going to be happy with just like mauling you. He's going to oh, yeah. like continue to maul you. Oh yeah. They'll um, like tear you up, walk away, look at you for a little bit, come back, I know. tear you come up back. a little bit. Like, like, it's like, dude, have you seen the Revenant? Yes. That scene in there made me nauseous. Like I was like, I, I couldn't. New I fear like, unlocked. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A, a bear is like my word. That's like, I have an unnatural, I'm probably going to die of a bear attack. Um, because it's like I have an unnatural Put it on the fear. record. <laughs> it's like, right. Um, yeah. So anyways, those are like my two, my, those are my two worst nightmares. But, uh, well, that's cool. Um, so you got away for a little bit, got to relax. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. a good deal. Um, we did our vacation early this year. So we went to Mexico like the first week of summer. So yeah, it's always good to get away. Oh yeah. Um, well, let's talk about uh, tracking energy intake or food intake, I guess, if you will, food and drink intake. Uh, I, I thought this would be like a super quick conversation. And I really, I guess the, the point I wanted to make um, today was that they're all okay. They're all acceptable. Mm-hmm. There's no like right or wrong best way to do this. Um, and and there, it's debatable, you know, whether or not someone should or how long they should track anyways. Um, so I think as we go into this conversation, uh, it'll, you know, I think in my opinion, it, it is useful to track uh, intake at various times. I don't necessarily think that people need to be tracking all the time, um, but there are certain situations where I think it's useful. And so let's talk about how we do that. Um, so I thought we'd start with like a little bit of background. Um, let's talk about, um, what energy balance is and then kind of how we spend energy. So, uh, energy balance is basically just the relationship between the energy we consume, uh, through food and drink, and then the energy we expend through, uh, living and and moving and eating and all of that stuff. Um, so, which brings me to kind of like the next topic, uh, of like how, how do we actually spend energy? Right. Yeah. Um, so, the biggest one is probably not what people think. The biggest one is actually our BMR or basal metabolic rate, which is just the calories or energy we burn by being alive, right? Our, our organs need energy um, to function, various bodily processes. We need energy for all of that type of stuff, respiration, all of that. So that is like the biggest chunk. And I, I don't have these numbers in front of me. I should, but I feel like that is somewhere on the whole of like 25% mm-hmm. of our total expenditure. Um, I'm not sure about that number exactly, but I do know that it is the biggest category, if you will. Yeah. Um, there's a couple others to be aware of. Uh, thermic effect of food, which is actually, it takes energy to digest and metabolize things. So when we eat, we're actually burning some energy. And then there is kind of activity related um, fat burn, or not fat burning, calorie burning, I should say. Uh, and some of that is uh, non-exercise related. And then some of that is obviously exercise related. So non-exercise stuff is typically uh, kind of subconscious stuff, really. So right. it's like uh, fidgeting, pacing, moving around, that kind of stuff. Uh, some people will say that walking is like a non-exercise. Like you hear that like on social media a lot. Yeah. Uh, get in your knee, more knee, 10,000 steps, more knee. 
and I don't know if that's really neat or not. I think yeah. that's that's an intentional activity. Yeah, it's kind I, of part I would, of the overall plan. Yeah, I would put it in the exercise ac- mm-hmm. uh, category. Um, it doesn't really matter, but Hot take. Uh, I, yeah, I just think that's like something that maybe I and because the idea there is that you could always just increase your neat. It's yeah. like, well, maybe, but neat is mostly stuff that we don't think about. So. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, when people are eating less, there's a fair amount of research that shows that they tend to decrease NEAT. They fidget less. They pace less. They sit more. They right. But those are things that they're not even aware that they're doing yeah. versus like, I'm going to make myself do 10,000 steps today. That's a very conscious, deliberate choice. And in my opinion, it's probably more like exercise related. But regardless, those are your categories. You have your basal metabolic rate, which is just life functions. You have your thermic effect of food, uh, which is the energy you burn uh, consuming. Uh, you have exercise-related uh, energy burning, and then you have non-exercise-related energy burning. Uh, I think that's that's all of them, right? I don't think we missed anything. Yeah. Okay, so so that's how we burn energy. Let's talk about how we consume energy. Um, and I thought this would be fun. So I was like doing like some quick Googling and it's like, uh, I wanted like, so the three types of diet, right? And I was like, there's, spoiler alert, it's like hypercaloric, hypocaloric. And then the third is, I think it's like the term is isocaloric. I think that's mm-hmm. the term that's often used. Yeah. Uh, basically there's like calorie surplus, calorie deficit, calorie maintenance, right? That's but it. like I Googled, I Googled like three types of diets and it was like, carnivore south beach paleo and i was like oh my god <laughs> if you go down that rabbit hole there's gonna be like ah, uh, it was 82. everything but i know it was like everything but what i wanted right so like scientifically speaking everyone's on a diet right yep. a diet is just the stuff you consume uh somewhere along the way dieting became synonymous with synonymous with like weight loss right so people say well i'm dieting well you're always dieting first of all um and then somehow types of diets became synonymous with like strategies or approaches to dieting right so like yeah. we've, we've kind of like we've kind of lost our way a little bit in, in terms of what we're actually saying when we talk now um so just from from a uh like a health fitness nutrition standpoint when we talk about diets we're we're really talking about are we eating a caloric surplus, a caloric deficit, or caloric maintenance. And there's wiggle room like in all of those areas, right? You're like trying to find out where a person really needs to be based on their goals and, and all, you know, their their health markers and all that kind of stuff. But those are not like precise numbers, right? It isn't yeah. like 1,742 calories a day puts me in deficit. It's right. like, well, it's a range. So, so when we say three types of diets, that's really what we're talking about. The other stuff, the South Beach, the Paleo, the Adkins, the Carnivore, the Pickle Diet, the whatever, right? There's like, a, I think they're It's real not far-fetched. <laughs> like baby food diet. There's like, these are real things. Like uh, the pea soup diet, I think, was one of them. I saw. Like, it's insane. Those are strategies, yeah, right? It's that's a way how of man- you, like, uh, managing calorie intake or energy balance. That's it. Correct, correct. It's just a way to do the thing that you're trying to do. And, and often people will believe that uh, particular strategies or approaches or ideas are in some ways superior than others. Uh, and that is not what we have seen uh, from research. Uh, 
so like for a common, the, probably the most common example is like uh, you should avoid, uh, you should do like a low carbohydrate diet, right? Specifically avoid sugar at all costs, right? You hear yeah. that all the time. And so um, specifically when we talk about low carb dieting, there are some reasons that make it a compelling initial strategy for weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also know that like from a research perspective, over a longer period of time, given that caloric intake is equal, so you have a higher or moderate carb plan versus a low or no carb plan, over a longer period of time, the results of those plans are gonna be the same yeah. uh, in terms of like composition, change, weight loss, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, so there isn't really a best approach to be to be clear, right? When we talk about all these types of strategies, there isn't really a best one. The best one is uh, the one that the person will do mm-hmm. consistently, consistently enough to get what they want. Yep. Um, the one caveat I would say is that, uh, and I don't think to my knowledge there are any diets like this intentionally, but um, uh, having a low protein diet would not be the move. Um, I would think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. I mean, maybe in certain like, uh, I guess re- the, renal, yeah, like renal situations. Uh, there's some obviously some data that if mm-hmm. I have uh, poor kidney function or right. decreased kidney function, increased protein intake is probably not yeah. a good plan. Uh, but that's like medical nutrition, right? They right. are solving medical problems with nutrition. That's way beyond the scope of anything we yep. will ever talk about with a person. Um, so you know, there may be certain situations, but assuming that we're talking about a quote healthy population Mm -hmm. uh to my knowledge there aren't really any diets that are advocating for super low protein intake um and if there are those (laughs) i would make a case that those are poor (laughs) poorer choices yeah right um because it's not going to be what you want at the end of the day no um so let's talk about uh some categories that like these quote diets fall into. So I, I kind of was like trying to come up with like a, you know, broad sort of buckets or categories and I came up with three. Um, and so that's kind of really what I wanted to talk about today and say, you know, whatever quote diet you're doing or following, it fits in one of these buckets or one of these categories. Right. And that's totally fine. That's cool. Uh, we just want a little bit more information about what we're doing so that we don't believe silly things like, this is the best diet, right? Yeah. Like it, it's just a Carnivore's strategy. Carnivore's the answer. Right, right. So, so category one is like traditional like tracking, right? You're actually going to track your food, your calories. You're going to weigh things. You're going to measure things. You're going to probably use an app like MyFitnessPal mm-hmm. or uh, there's some other more popular ones now. Do you – I don't yeah, – I just use the free MyFitnessPal. Yeah, do you know there's a – oh, I mean, I can't remember. The Stronger by Science guys actually just made one. I've heard some really good things about it. Oh, interesting. Um, I think it's a little bit cheaper than the paid premium version of MyFitnessPal. I okay. think. But they actually have some pretty good stuff on there. I have a few clients who use that. Yeah. Yeah. I've always just used the free MyFitnessPal yeah, version. Um, and, and they're all fine, right? Like they all essentially do the same thing. Yeah, they do um, the job. <laughs> some of them may give you more micronutrient data or break things down in a different way but yeah effectively they give you even the free versions give you what you need to know if you're using that sort of approach Mm um which is very traditional uh it's actually my that's the approach that i use um when i'm when i'm tracking um 
because it gives me a ton of flexibility. Yep. Right. I know like, uh, if at the end of the day, if I want 300 grams of carbohydrate, eh, I can kind of get that however I want. Um, right. I, I may aim for more or less of that, uh, carbohydrate from fruits, uh, vegetables and, you know, non-processed stuff. Sure. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if I want, um, you know, uh, like the other day I dropped, uh, Isla off for school and they were giving away free donuts. I had a donut um, yeah. and it was delicious. But at the end of the day, I was still kind of where I wanted to be in terms of total fat and carbohydrate intake. Yeah. So that, that is a huge pro to that system or that right. strategy is that you have a lot of flexibility. Uh, some cons would be that it's like, it can be very, Sometimes flexibility is not a good thing, right? Like you want structure, you want stability, and it's like it's Mm -hmm. really wide open. And so that can be a lot if you're like just kind of learning how to engage with your food intake. Um, And that can be kind of overwhelming. And it's like, do I I measure the oil? Do I count the oil? Do I not? Like all of that kind of stuff that's – that can be kind of like a lot for a person to engage with all at once. So – it's probably a more, I don't know if advanced strategy is the right word, but it's, yeah. it's, you need a few skills before, um, you're going to feel good about using that, that yeah. approach. Um, <clears throat> but that's kind of like my, my preferred strategy. Is that you, you said that's what you typically will yeah. go with as well? Yeah, that's what I always do. Um, I always, so especially if I'm trying to like cut down a little bit and I'll do that intermittently kind of, I don't know summer's coming up and I'll gear up a little bit like to, you know, cut down, whatever. Um, right. Get ready for the pool. (laughs) Exactly. And, um, so get ready for the jorts. Um, (laughs) so, um, the, but during the year though, like I'd say most of the time I'm in maintenance, I'm not always in like this deficit or whatever. Yeah, but sure. if I notice, you know, I'll weigh myself every week or week or so, like every two weeks, whatever. And if I notice that the number is kind of going up, I'll we'll go back to tracking just to kind of see, all right, where, you know, what am I missing the mark on? You know, I kind of thought I was, I, I would track for a while, see what I'm eating. All right, this is about what I eat. This is what I'm going to maintain at, whatever. And if I notice that the maintenance is kind of starting to go one or the other ways, losing too much drop or gaining too much, then I go back and track again, just make sure I'm in maintenance. But yeah, sure. I, yeah, I kind of use it similarly. Uh, if I make changes up or down, then I will track, uh, yep. like pretty, <clears throat> pretty consistently for at least a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, maybe longer. Obviously I'm kind of like checking that against like, should the scale be going up or down depending on you know what i'm trying to do is is that happening yes or no and then i will track more or less based on that right so if i'm getting what i want and i'm not tracking then i won't start tracking right um but if i feel like i should be losing uh and the scale isn't moving then we have some sort of like situation there that needs to be resolved i'm either like overestimating or underestimating what i'm eating Mm -hmm. or, or some something's off so um so anyways, that's how I use it is kind of like a check, check and balance system, I guess. Um, and then I just use it periodically as I need it. Uh, the second strategy um, after like, I guess we'll just call that calorie counting um, is um, uh, what did I say? What did I describe this as? Was this the visual assessment? Is that how I? Okay. Yeah. Is that how I described that? Um Gosh, what was the word I used? I, I liked the word I used earlier, and now I can't. 
let's see here. Ah, template eating. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. That was <laughs> painful. Um, <laughs> like, t so template eating is kind of setting up your plate in a way that gives you uh, like guardrails. So like, it's kind of like when you go bowling, you take the kids bowling and they put the little lanes on, right? Yeah. Like in the, the bowling ball stays on the lane. That's kind of like what template eating is um, because it kind of keeps you within certain parameters uh, so that you don't have to track, that you don't have to weigh, that you don't have to measure, yeah. right? And I know that if I'm eating in this particular way, uh, then I'm generally where I need to be with term, in terms of my intake, yeah. right? Now, obviously, you would still use that in conjunction with like something like a scale or an in-body or a, mm -hmm. a calipers or whatever, whatever you're using. Um, but that would be like, uh, like a really good example there is, uh, like the, my plate method, um, mm -hmm. which is a, uh, it's an awesome free resource. Um, you can find that just Google my plate. You can find it everywhere. Uh, but that will break down like ways to build a plate. Um, and then you can customize that approach to your needs. So like, I think the, I think it's something like half of the plate is like vegetables, a quarter of the plate is starch and a quarter of the plate is protein, something, yeah. something like that. But then you can like within that, let's say that's my basic structure. If I want more carbohydrate, I can manipulate or I want yeah. more protein, I can manipulate. So, um, so that's an interesting way to approach intake as well. Um, and then there are other examples here too, like um, certain diets will be like prepackaged foods um, you know, it's like you follow this plan and then you're going to eat these four meals a day Yeah. Uh, from, you know, whatever, what are their frozen meals or their package, whatever they are. But like right. my food list is defined, right? Yeah. And then that is done ideally to put me in like a caloric deficit so that I lose weight, right? These are really popular like weight loss approaches. Mm -hmm. um, and the idea is to prevent overconsumption, right? So I want more energy going out than is coming in. And so that's another way to do it too with like uh, prepackaged meals. And those would all be like a template style of, um, of eating. Uh, you know, another, I, I think another option here too that's like pretty traditional, but is like in recent years has been kind of like frowned upon is um, like, I feel like there used to be a lot more discussion around like writing up a nutrition plan for somebody. Right. Yeah. Um, what like what which is literally like for breakfast i'm having four eggs mm -hmm. quarter cup of orange juice right pizza. i used to look for that all the time <laughs> yeah like and i think um you know it's like why like why would you do that and like a lot of people say well i i'm not going to do that because i don't want to eat the same thing every you know right and it's like oh, yeah understandably so like over a long period of time that becomes very limiting for the right person, for a short period of time, it can be very useful, right? Because again, it's the structure and the stability that we were talking about earlier, yeah. right? Imagine bringing a new person into the gym and just being like, well, do like two or three sets of whatever's open. You'd right. be like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. no, what do we do? We write a plan for them. You're going to do squats on these days and it's going to be two sets and you're going to do bench on these days. And it's going to be three sets. And right. So we very, we lay that out in a very detailed manner. Yeah. Right. So that they come in and they know exactly what to do. Why do we do that? Because we think if they know exactly what to do and we make it easy to do, they're more likely to do it yeah. and you get the results from doing it. Right. And so a, a quote diet plan can, can have the similar effect, especially in the short term right. where it's like, okay, these are my four meals and maybe you do like a day one and a day two or something, but like these are, this is what I'm eating today. 
and that's laid out for them. So now they know when they go to the grocery store, they know exactly what to buy, they know exactly when to have it on hand, and they know exactly what they're eating for that next meal. That can be hugely beneficial, especially in the short term, right? And that would be another form of this like template eating, right? Where I know, again, I'm not tracking and weighing and measuring anything because all of that has already been done in advance, right? And I know that if I eat these items, it puts me at 2,200 calories a day, for example, right? And I've determined that like between 2,000 and 2,200 is my caloric deficit number that I want to achieve every day. Great. So that's another example, like template-based eating. Uh, And then the final one is probably the most popular, uh, at least uh, on the internet, uh, which is like restriction or omission. Uh, And that is stuff like Atkins, like carbs are bad, uh, carnivore, everything but meat is bad. Um, (laughs) You know, know, like Whole30, uh, you know, you can have these foods, but not these foods. Uh, You know, there's there's just like so many examples, you couldn't possibly name them all, but... um, you know, the idea with this approach or this strategy is that you're just going to restrict typically a, uh, a very calorie dense right. type of food or category of food, right? Um, super easy to eat a shitload of carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So let's just take them away. Right. Well, that can work. Absolutely. That can work, especially in the short term. It can give people structure and stability like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they get to avoid some of the like tedious tedious tedium i'm not sure what the word is there the difficulty of like having to weigh measure track everything yeah um right so that so that can be useful too uh i would um i would say over time this definitely loses uh some of its uh shine um Mm -hmm. you know i can't imagine never having a carbohydrate again like that's just sounds awful Sounds awful, right? Like I, I, love I, my I mean, I, I, it's awful. Like I just, I especially that we know over a long period of time, uh, energy balance is really the thing, right? right? So if you're like miserable and you're like, oh my gosh, all I want is like a carbohydrate, right? Have a carbohydrate, like yeah. because there's no added benefit to not having it, right? Uh, you know, assuming that you're going to do this thing for, yeah. you know, until you until you get where you need to be, right? Um, you know, so I think. I think the structure and stability up front can be very impactful. Uh, low carb diets are also initially very useful because you lose a shit ton of water, right? And muscle yeah. glycogen. Yeah. Very quickly, right? Within like right. the first like two weeks, 14 days, if you're actually mm-hmm. following a no shit, low or no carbo. So if all you're eating is meat and vegetables yeah. for two weeks, you will lose a shitload of weight. Oh, right? yeah. Right? Um, it tends to come back um, over time uh, as people incorporate more carbohydrates into their diet. Why does that happen? Well, because their total intake goes up. Um, So in other words, they came out of the gate real hot with like a super aggressive calorie deficit Mm -hmm. and they ran that calorie deficit for like two weeks. Um, And because it was very structured, very, um, very easy to follow, they were very compliant. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, if I was a hundred percent compliant for 15 days on anything, especially something really aggressive, it's yeah. going to produce a big result. Right. Combine that with the fact that we're losing uh, water and glycogen, which are like relatively easy substrates for the body to reproduce uh, or like recollect, if you will. Um, right. We're giving up uh, like simple uh, fuel, right? Yeah. Well, like we get it back very easily as well, but it, it, it's like easy come, easy go, right? We're like actual long-term fat storage 
that's not what you're losing on, a, on that initial 14 day no carb plan. You're not losing that. Now, eventually, if you're on that plane long enough and in that deficit long enough, yes, you will start tapping into that, but it takes a minute. This is where it all gets complicated because now you're integrating psychology, yeah. right? So how motivating is it to lose 20 pounds in two weeks? Well, it can be pretty damn motivating to the right person, right? right. So that might, uh, you know, that might push them forward the next two weeks or the next month or whatever it is. So, uh, so it's, it's a really complicated situation. And that's why, like we said at the beginning, there was no right yeah. way to do this. Um, it's just what is going to, uh, what is your jam, right? Like, what do right. you want to do is really yeah. the, is really the what question you, you have to with? ask, right? What can you live with? Yeah. Right. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is, um, if you can't live with, hang on, how did it go? It's like, if you can't live with the effort, then you can't live with the results. Yep. Right. So if it's too hard to do, you won't do it. And if you won't do it, you're not going to get where you want to go. So, um, just, Keep that in mind when you're considering uh, your energy intake and how you want to manage that or track that. Uh, which brings us like to the final question: Is is it okay to track your food? Right? Like people uh, these days have lots of opinions on this. Right? Like uh, if you just open up the gram uh, right now, you'll find a lot of people that would say that is a poor relationship with food. You shouldn't do that. Um, and so, anyways, uh, what, is your, what is your hot take on this, Alex? Should people, is there a case for people to track their intake? Uh, yeah, I think so. Especially for starting out. I agree. I you agree. You got no, no um, uh, what's, the, what's the right word? You got no idea of, or whatever of what is the right direction to go to, you know? I mean, there's nothing, you have no data to go off of for yourself or anything like that. So I think tracking your intake, at least initially, because I think that's the f first thing that I'll get like feedback off of people is they'll say, well, I want to, uh, you know, I want to drop five pounds, 10 pounds or whatever, but they're like, but I don't want to track. Like, well, yeah, no, maybe I halfway agree. here, you know, yeah. let's try I, some I calories and protein. <laughs> you need a certain skill set. Right to do anything and um, manipulating nutrition uh, requires a certain amount of skills and in order to develop those skills they generally come with a certain amount of knowledge we need some knowledge right so uh, especially in the short term I think there's a strong case to be made for tracking uh, long term debatable uh, yeah. as you develop your skills uh, you become better I think so. intermittently is great yeah yeah all right cool this was way longer than I thought it was going to be um, is. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, pretty boring topic. So if you're still here, Good uh, job. You, are, uh, you are a preferred customer. Uh, all right. We love you. Um, all right, guys, that is all we're going to talk about on this episode. I hope some of that was useful. Uh, if you have any questions, please hit us up on Facebook or Instagram uh, or in the gym. We'd love to talk more about it. Uh, or if you have a topic, uh, we would love to talk about that as well. So we will catch you guys on the next episode. Have a great week. See you.